0: Well, hello there. My name is Carrie Varella. I'm with the Reiki Healing Society and I'm also one of the co-producers of Reiki Women Podcasts. And I feel really grateful today to be joined by Michelle Agasavits, and Michelle is based out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And she is a really interesting Reiki practitioner. She's a Reiki Master, but she's also a counselor and uh her business is called illuminated path counseling and she incorporates reiki a lot in her therapy work and so we're going to talk a little bit about that but before we do she was really interested in answering the question of as a woman what specific pressures she feels placed on her by society and even herself and how reiki has helped her navigate that so Um, with that introduction. Thanks again so much for joining us today, Michelle. We'd love to hear from you and hear a little bit about um, those specific pressures that you feel society has placed on you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I think this is a really interesting question, and it's one we're starting to talk about as women a little bit more often, because I think we do feel these pressures to sit in the confines of certain boxes that we really are socially defined in so many ways. So even as a young person, I was incredibly intuitive, incredibly sensitive to so many things, sort of felt like I'd been dropped on this planet in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I know a lot of people who practice Reiki often feel that way as well. And yet, as women, we're expected to fill these certain roles that really don't fit. So I met my uh, high school sweetheart and married him. We've been together since we were 17, got married at 23. We're now in our 40s. And I would say one of the specific things I've really struggled with was the fact that we didn't have children. And so being married for as long as we were. And there was always this pressure. When are you having children? When are you having children? And this idea that even though you've accomplished all of these things, so like I have a master's in counseling, I'm a Reiki master, I have lots of different interests. There's this idea that somehow I'm not fulfilled or not contributing to society in the way that people would expect because I'm not fulfilling my role as a woman. Even though I think... Reiki helped me come to this place of really understanding all the things that I do birth in the world Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on probably a daily basis and how much space I hold for other people in helping them birth themselves in so many different ways in reinventing themselves that I mother in so many ways other than being a mother. And I think Reiki really helped me to embrace my unique sensitivities and use that as a gift so that suddenly I could be proud of the ways that I'm sensitive or different and really embrace who I am and feel a sense of peace around that, that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then I guess on the flip side of that, being that highly sensitive person, I am a person who needs a lot of downtime I do need a lot of time to clear energy for my system I feel things very intensely and so I also in very very honest terms don't know how good of a mother I may have been because um, because I do I do absorb a lot of that to be able to hold the pain in that way so I I think I chose to be in the roles that I am to be able to hold space in a different way for people and but there's an incredible amount of pressure that comes with that in so many different ways. And so I think Reiki also helped me to just be able to manage my own energy system, which I really didn't know how to do prior to, prior to discovering Reiki. It's
0: amazing. Yeah. That's a really big pressure, isn't it? To have yeah. children And, um, feel it. I'm sure every woman has felt it in some way or the other, whether it be like she has children or not, but to be confronted with that pressure, I don't know how many times women who choose not to have children or for whatever reason can't have children. um, It's just something that must be very affronting in our society and uh, not not just like today's day and age, but also in the past as well. So I'm sure that's, I'm so glad that Reiki has supported you and just connecting you, you know, I don't know when I'm triggered, it's like one of the first things I go to is Reiki is to, uh, you know, help me reset or work my way through emotions. Um, and, um, I think that that's a big one that women tend to get pretty triggered by.
1: Yeah. And I think as women, we still live within this lineage of like hysteria or we're too much, or we have too many feelings, or we're out of control. And what I really love about Reiki is exactly as you just said, like it really allows you to be able to sit in that emotion, heal that emotion, be in that emotion. Cause I truly believe even as a counselor, the more we ignore those emotions, the more they show up in very strange ways in our lives that we don't want them to. So just being able to sit in there, I think it gives an empowering perspective because you can sit there and do something about it. You can sit there and embody it Mm. in some way and really land on what is your truth within that. Mm. Um, I've had anxiety most of my life and I feel like post maybe even level one Reiki, my anxiety was kind of just gone. Mm. Mm. And so I think as a woman who was always anxious too, there was a lot of pressure around that. Like why just get over it. Lots of minimizing that happens Mm -hmm. on so many levels, like not just individually, familially, like it goes all the way up to very macro level, this idea of what we should be as women. And so I feel like Reiki also really helped me to harness that anxiety and make it work for me. And if I was to say one thing Reiki gave me more than anything is like for the first time I was like oh my god this is self-compassion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there is so much healing for people especially working with people I work with around high levels of trauma this sense that Reiki can help us to come to this place where it's like really this self-love self-compassion self-acceptance of really being able to sit in that place and honor it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so beautiful, Michelle. I'm so glad that Reiki has, you know, been that for you. And um, and especially when, you know, we heal those challenges that we have in life or the, those society pressures, we have this courage to be our true self, you know, and show up and, and be, you know, or channel your um, innate mothering instinct into different projects, into different ways. So I think that that's, Um, It's really tragic to to feel like oh that door is closed to me I can't do this but like yet instead like having this mindset of I can take this natural power within me and use it to to birth other projects to help other people. Um, I think that that's really amazing and that's one I think it also speaks to something about Reiki it helps us kind of open the door in, in ter- inside of ourselves when it feels like that door has been closed to us for whatever reason
1: and I really like the combination of therapy and Reiki because we can back it up with science on both levels
0: mm. but then there's
1: also this sense within Reiki that I really like that backs up trauma work which is that it isn't about like what happened to us. It's about what happened next, or it's not what's wrong with us. It's about what's happened to us. And so there's much more of a like feminine, organic unfolding of this idea of what do we mean by healing, right? And so I think Reiki combined with the therapy piece is really nice because then we can suddenly talk about healing as this constant evolution, this constant unfurling, this constant re-examining that doesn't seem like, you know, it doesn't seem bad that we're not getting to an end point. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Western traditions, we're much more like, give me the five things I need to do, and I'll do them and then arrive somewhere. Yes. I think if we take that western side with the more eastern holistic view of Reiki, we can really allow it to unfold in this really trauma sensitive way where we're, we're unfolding and uncovering and looking at things as they come up without shame, without this idea to kind of hide it again, or the, this idea that we will someday arrive at this healed place, whatever that is. Right. Yes. So it breaks this illusion that somehow we're going to, but we're constantly healing. We're constantly evolving.
0: I love that. I love that perspective. I think it's so cool, too, that after a Reiki one training, your anxiety also completely lessened. I, I've actually seen that happen for quite a few of my clients and quite a few of my Reiki students in particular. I think it's like they like, get this, that Reiki energy and, and, and uh, ability, knowledge to work with it. And it, yeah, completely transforms their own inner world and experience of living.
1: Yeah. And level two is probably even more profound in so many ways, because um, just after level one or around level one, I can't quite remember the timeline. I was also diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. after level two, I felt so empowered in my intuition to sit within that. And I'm very happy to say today that when I do go to the doctors, they're like, there's nothing on your blood panel. Nothing's wrong. And I too, truly not that I'm saying spontaneous healing happens for everybody, Um, or that there isn't, you know, I do have some markers that they watch and things like that, but they're not concerned about me and I'm not on medication at this point in time. And I truly think that is because up until level two, I had absolutely no concept what self-love was.
0: Mm.
1: Wow. And I think as women, going back to your initial question, we don't get taught to have self-love. We got to, we so get taught to be defined how we look and how we care give for people. And that often makes us, you know, really violate our own boundaries, say yes, when we don't want to say yes. And so for the first time ever, I was like, oh my God, I love this body and this person that I am. And Mm -hmm. so there was so much freedom in that. And I think that translates into my work as well, because I truly believe that's possible for, for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's So great. So tell me a little bit more about how you combine Reiki with counseling. I think that that's so fascinating. I love yeah. to hear a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So I don't necessarily do it for every single person because of course every client doesn't necessarily um, resonate with Reiki. So um, we often have a conversation first and foremost about who I am as a therapist and a little bit about my journey and then whether they would like Reiki as a little bit of a value added to their counseling process. And so oftentimes people who want that, I will send a little bit of distance Reiki before we get started. And then I send a little bit of Reiki before I calm. I do a lot of Reiki while I'm doing other meditation practices and teaching people how to do that. So one of my passions is to actually know what it feels like to be grounded because I prior to Reiki, I would talk about grounding techniques, but I don't think I ever really knew what that felt like.
0: Mm -hmm. So I
1: use it a lot to help people actually feel what area of their body they're holding things in, what it actually means to be grounded, what colors or sensations come with the things that they're struggling with. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I often kind of combine it with therapy and mindfulness and then also Reiki. And, and, um, I also have like, a YouTube channel, and I'm going to be launching a trauma and mindfulness course very soon. And those are always infused with Reiki as well. So I always sit down in deep meditation before I enter any space with anyone so that I'm also managing my emotions, their emotions. But I think it's incredibly empowering for clients to even know, even if they're not attuned to Reiki, they will say, Oh, this anxiety is in my stomach. It's an orange color. It's hot. It feels constricted. And so then we can start to breathe into that space and really have them experience what that area of their body needs while we're talking through maybe the anxiety that they're going through.
0: That's incredible. It's a really intuitive way of applying Reiki.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gorgeous.
1: And it's really taking their lead and really teaching them that they, they already know where certain things are in their body. They already know where certain blockages are, but we don't necessarily talk in those terms. So sometimes it's just giving them language to actually affirm that they know what they know.
0: Mm. It's the, Them healing themselves, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So cool. I have one other question I thought of. I wanted to ask you about. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, So as a therapist, do you also, you kind of mentioned that you also use Reiki for yourself and just helping you manage your clients and your emotions. Is there a specific protocol that you like to use or a means that you use and apply Reiki in that, in that context?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that it is an absolute must multiple times a day because I am hearing and seeing and experiencing things that probably your average person doesn't hear or see or experience. And so I am often quickly clearing my energy between clients. I sometimes use like shaking off of energy. Um, I use a lot of meditation and I often do quick little clearings between every single client where I'll just really get into that Reiki space and allow it to flow. I do one big Reiki treatment a day at the end of the day to sort of clear my energy and call my energy back from wherever it may have gone. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of calling back of my energy in -hmm. a lot of ways, coming back to my center. Um, I love doing any kind of chakra alignment treatment. And then I'm also throughout the day, I guess you could say kind of lazy about my Reiki, which I think it should be too. It should be easy. <laughs> and so there's often sort of as I'm washing my hands between clients, I'm envisioning in the water, or I'm envisioning it in like doorways as I'm walking through, or I'm I'm sending it to spaces before I get there. Or so often I'm kind of I'm do I do a formal, very reverent intentional practice, but then I am also quickly throwing it out here and there as I need to throughout my day to also feel like I'm really entering a space clear for someone else too, because they also don't need to be picking up what else I've been carrying out throughout the day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think it's incredibly helpful when we've got our own stuff going on, which we do. Yes. If I'm dealing with, you know, something that's going on in my own life and I can tell that my phone is ringing off the hook and I'm with a client, I need to be really present with that client. So there's lots of times you might get a phone call a minute before you're about to go in with a client that's really bad news and you kind of have to be able to sometimes surround that in light put that in a bit of a Reiki bubble, put it to the side and hold it here so that you can be really honestly present in the healing that someone else needs from you. I
0: can imagine that that's incredibly important. Yeah. Well, I love your routine. It inspires me because um, sometimes all I do Reiki throughout the day and then realize i just went home and i didn't actually do much clearing for myself afterwards and then like it kind of catches up to me at a certain point in the day i'm like oh yeah i'm still kind of carrying this heaviness or this this emotion that i felt um you know my client was dealing with or uh thinking about them and um so i'm just um yeah i applaud you for having such strong routines that support you know, you helping others, but also you being really, um, you know, able to separate your job and, and step into hopefully your evening and being more present uh, to you and your partner. Yeah.
1: And I think we need to do it sometimes a lot of the time where it is sort of, you just, we don't always have time to do the full treatment, mm-hmm. but anything is better than nothing. Right. So even just, I think Reiki is so important just in terms of even just intention setting. So the second you've set the intention, I'm sure lots of your listeners can resonate with this too. You already feel the Reiki flowing, even though you haven't set necessarily down to do a formal practice. So yes. yes.
0: Well, thanks again, Michelle, so much for joining us on the Reiki Women podcast. It was just really wonderful to hear your perspective and your insight. And that's really what the, this podcast is all about is amplifying women's voices, our perspectives and learning from each other. So thanks so much, so much for sharing um, your insight and Reiki uh, and perspective with counseling with us.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Okay.
0: Um, Well, for all of our listeners, um, in the comments, we'll put a link to Michelle's uh, YouTube page and her website. And so you can check out her work. Thank you all so very much for joining us today. And we'll see you again next time.